On this radio, 570 WKVN and Ron Verb, we are underway here. And uh, let's see here. Got to make sure I have Moses. Are your headphones okay? Just want to check right off the bat here. Excellent. Want... Excellent. All right. Uh, we are underway here. Time now for the legal show, courtesy of Beatrice Kopp and Harshman at microphone number two over there. Sporting uh, Mark isn't here today. Mark DeVecchio is not uh, not present to today. So uh, filling in for Mark Moses, uh, do a self-description of your attire. You're one of the best-dressed uh a turn, not overdressed, not anything like that, but well, but but well dressed, Moses. Oh, you you can do that, Ron. You can do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I can't. I, I don't. I don't want to. It's what a blue shirt with oh. a white stripe in it, right? A thin white stripe and a white collar and white Correct. cuffs and a blue tie. That was uh, light blue and dark blue stripes on it. it looks very good, though. That looks, was that was a good description. Well, it's very good, Moses, Thank sitting you. there you. with his uh, with his gray hair. So it all goes together. All right, Moses, and also at microphone number one, sitting over here is uh, the skipper of uh, the USS Dave, which is up there on Lake Erie. Uh, it's attorney David Beatrice. He's sporting a uh, purple shirt. You know, do you notice, Dave, you and Moses have the same thing. White collar, white cuffs, different color shirts. Did you guys... And uh, different color ties. Right. Did you guys get together? Is this like I the... I sh- this morning. Is this the shirt of the lawyer, apparently? <laughs> Evidently. You know, yeah. That that's how it goes. Attorney Beatrice, nice to see you, sir. Ron, good to see you. And uh, Dave is here in uh, full fashion as well. Dave, it looks like you're continuing to lose weight. How's the weight loss going? Not too good. Why? What do you mean not too good? I eat too much. <laughs> right. Well, that's you got to cut down on what you eat. How's the exercise program going? It's good. Really? So you're still eating too much and not exercising enough? I'm exercising now three times a week, but I still eat too much. All right, let's take some calls and we'll find out more about what have you gained weight or anything that I need to know? No, you don't need to know anything. I do really need to know that, Dave. No, I'm, you do not. I'm like a counselor. Mark, you're on the air with the attorney, 729-9977 with attorney Beatrice and Moses. Hi, Ron. How are you today? I'm well, sir. Thank you. Go ahead. I got a question for Mr. Beatrice. Yes. Um, Mr. Beatrice, since you're involved with the Board of Elections in Mahoney County, I got a question for you. Um, what is the Secretary of State's definition of a continuing levy? Of a continuing levy. Correct. Hmm, Dave, what's the Secretary of State's definition of a continuing levy? That's I, I don't know what that means, but if you have enough signatures, you can put a levy on the ballot for the schools. That would be continuous. Exactly. That's what we're trying to do. And we were told that this recent Boardman School levy is um, not a continuing levy, so we have no option of... We we actually can't appeal it. We're not allowed to appeal it, but we can at least get it put back on the ballot with a lesser millage. Um, but I was told from your people down at, down at the Board of Elections that um, it's not a continuing levy because it only goes for 10 years, but it says a continuing levy is a levy that goes from five years on so uh, i'm i'm under the impression that a continuing levy would be anything over five years no i i, I let me take a shot at 10 that years or continuing past 10 years a but conti- i cannot get a definition i called the secretary of state they won't call me back i think a um, continuous would, levy means there's no end date to it you you know you th- this is a 10-year levy or a five-year levy it's not a continuous levy uh, okay so then so then the bottom line is the school districts in this state are allowed to continuously put levies on the ballot, and when they fail, they can put them on again and again and again and again until they pass. But we as voters, we don't have that, that luxury. We don't have the option of, 
of trying to get a levy put back on the ballot, I don't understand how that works. I don't know if that's really fair, to be honest with you. I mean, the school board, if this Boardman levy would have failed, they'd have put it back on in August. Right. If it failed again, they would have tried to probably put it on in February, and then again and again until it passes. And now we can, as voters, we, we have no option. We're not allowed to do that. Right, it's a, you're you're in a tough spot. You make an excellent argument. Let me tell you how they're going to do it too. Let's say it's a ten year levy, and in, in ten years from now, you know what they're going to say? Vote for it. It's not a new tax. It's just a content. It, it, it's a it's a renewal. A renewal, and that's how I'm just teaching you something. That's how oh, a non continuous levy they, becomes a continuous levy because they pre- preach it as a renewal. There is no exactly. such things. Do you think ten years from now they're going to say, "Oh, we uh, let it go. We don't need it anymore"? No. They're going to say, no. support it, it's just a renewal, and then it'll be around again and again and again, and people need to realize that. Ron, there's three there's three renewal levies coming up in November for Boardman schools. They uh-huh. just got this 4.9 for 10 years, and they've got three renewals coming up in, in, in November. Right. So I'm well aware. I'm well aware of, of, of how this works right, it's and good. how unfair it is to the, to the voters. Yep, absolutely. But I just wanted to know if Mr. Beatrice had any idea, because even the woman that I talked to downtown, she wasn't too clear of what a continuing levy is. She suggested I get a hold of an attorney, and who better than Mr. Beatrice, since he's down there, he's right. part of the organization. Right, so what you're there, saying is you know. need to raise how much money for your school? $4.9 million a year for the next 10 years. Right. So what he wants to do, it's not a, yeah, you call a Secretary of State and ask him that question. I'm sure you're going to find that it's not a continuous levy because it doesn't go on forever. Okay? I did. I did three times. They won't call me back. All right. Stay stay, stay focused. Uh, News Radio 570 WKB. And George, you're on with the attorneys. George, are you there? Yes, sir. Uh, what's your question for the attorneys? Okay, well, I have had a tent... And I know where she works. I see her occasionally. You have you have a tenant, you said? Yes, uh, an ex-tenant. A renter, a renter, right? renter, yeah, yes. Uh, she moved out a year ago. Now, I have talked to her. She admits she owes me $2,000. However, I don't have her address. How can I get her address? to serve her, and do I need to serve her with a three-day dose because she's already out, or the next step? That is interesting. So let me ask you this before these guys answer. If she's mm-hmm. left and owes you $2,000, what makes you think you're going to be able to get it now? She's a good, honest person, but unfortunately her kids turn out to be duds. Well, you run into her kids. Well, that's what I'm thinking. And then her husband left her um, a year ago last January. All right, so what do you want to do? You want to serve her something? Yes, yes. And and, uh, do I serve her three-day notice, or do I serve her in the next step in the vision? This this is in Ohio, I assume, right? Yes, sir. And is there a signed uh, agreement? Well... She's already admitted that she owes me $2,000. I don't think that's necessary at this point. I just need to get her in court. I need her address. I'm thinking that I can get the postman to serve her at work because she's in management at work. 
Well, you, I, I don't see any reason why you can't serve her at work if you know where she works, and uh, I assume you'd be filing the lawsuit, and I'm not uh, familiar with Ohio procedure, but there's a small claims court in Ohio, yeah. and if you uh, usually the small claims court has a constable uh, whereby you provide an address, for example, the employer, and, and that constable would go out and serve that person. At place of employment. I don't know if Dave agrees with that, but that's my feeling on it. Yeah. Well, so you got to, yeah. So you you got to go find, you think you're going to get money from her, though, right? Because she owes it to you. I might get a few bucks, but who knows. Right. Well, you give it a shot. So she owes you two grand. She moved out and didn't pay her two grand, right? Correct. So you, so you, file, you file in small claims court. They schedule a hearing after she, she's served. And if she doesn't show up, you get a judgment against her. Then it's a question of how do you uh, collect it, collect on the judgment. And you may have to find property that she owns. But in Ohio, I think you can uh, attach uh, wages, uh, whereas in Pennsylvania, it's much more difficult. But in Ohio, I think you can. So that's another option if you do get a judgment. Yes, sir. And uh, anyway... Um but you got to find out where to serve her, right? The address. He's got to figure that well, out. I know, he knows uh, the exactly employment. Where she works. Yeah. But All right. He won't give me her address. But can you send that to like where she works in Moses? I think so. The constable would actually, if they do it in Ohio like they do in Pennsylvania, the constable could go out and physically serve her at mm-hmm. the place of employment if they let him in. Uh, or you may have to ask the uh, the small claims court what the procedure is. As far as service is concerned, um, maybe she can be served even by way of some representative of her employer. All right. I wish you the best of luck, sir. Okay, thank you. Thank you. You know, sometimes it's you got to say, is he going to get anything if he serves her money? Or oh. serves her, she sure. moved out and didn't pay 2000 Does he think he's going to get it now? Of course, it, she does have a job, though, like Except, you said. as I said, in Ohio, as I understand it, you can't attach wages if you get a judgment. Jackson, you're on the air. News Radio 570 WKVN. Go ahead, please. Hey, guys. Uh, quick question. Uh, my daughter, she's uh, renting a property over in Boardman. Uh, the, the owner, uh, out of town, out of state, uh, she paid him a sizable uh, deposit. We come to find out the house is going to be sold at, uh, on, the, on the stairs at the courthouse. What rights does she have as far as uh, getting kicked out by the new owners, uh, getting her deposit back? Well, how much of a deposit are we talking about? Uh, it was uh, about $850, I believe. Over here in uh, Boardman. She's in Boardman. Well, again, you're talking about Ohio, and uh, I'm in Pennsylvania, and I don't uh, do that type of work. But my guess would be that if she has a contract, uh, and, and one would have to look at that contract to see what it says about the deposit, and what rights, uh, what her term is, and if a new owner takes over, uh, it seems to me, at least my reaction would be, that that new owner would be subject to the terms of that uh, agreement, so that if it was for a year rent, uh, she probably would still have a right to stay there for the end of the term. Now, as far as getting her money back from the other party, again, first place you look at is the written document to see how it's, uh, how it's indicated in there. 
Uh-huh. I don't know whether she'd have to go against him or whether the new owner who takes over, if he takes over subject to the uh, to any agreements that have been made by the prior owner, maybe he would be responsible also. Okay, now as far as uh, getting in and changing the lock uh, without her being there, is that I mean, we're hearing all kinds of stories. That they can come in and change the locks, and she loses all her belongings. Well, again, I don't do that type of work, but I don't think that they would uh, be able to confiscate her belongings if they do take over legally, if they have a right to take over legally and change the locks, which is questionable. Uh, then I think uh, she would have a right to uh, for damages if they uh, did away with her property. Uh, and I'm sure that they're not going to do that without giving her notice. So if she were to get notice, uh, actually what she ought to do, and again, this is in Ohio, she ought to see an Ohio lawyer who does that type of work, landlord-tenant work, real estate work, that's what she ought to do. And she probably could call somebody and, and just have a, a brief phone conversation, uh, and I think that would uh, answer her questions. I, I'm sorry, I just don't do that type of work, and it's been a long time since I was in that area. Okay, thank okay, you. Okay, sure thing. All right, thank you. Let's go to Mike. You're on the air, News Radio 570 WKBN with Moses and Beatrice. Go ahead. Good afternoon. Hello. I have uh, a uh, transmission pipeline that uh, has went through my farm, and uh, when we signed the agreement, it was a 12-month construction deadline uh, that actually has come and gone. Um, should I? Uh, they're still not finished. It's uh, half completed. So, should I send them a letter of some sort, or what? What should I do? Uh, First thing you should do is look at that document. Uh, and see what the terms are and whether there's anything in there as to what your remedy would be if there's a breach of the agreement. Okay. And well, it, it, it states um, 12 months from the, from the start of, of uh, construction, and they sent me a letter uh, stating that the dates that they were going to get started on, and, and they did. Um, and so, like I said, 12 months have has elapsed actually three months ago, uh, and they're still not completed. All right, there's more to the agreement than what you're just saying, though. As I said, is okay. there any? They're, they're not easy to read in all probability, but you, and you probably should take the agreement to a lawyer who handles that type of uh, uh, situation. Uh, there okay. are lawyers, uh, this would be a real estate lawyer, and uh, who, are, uh, who is familiar with uh, these types of leases, and they can be complicated. But I, I tell everyone uh, in regard to a contract case, the first thing you have to do is look at that written agreement, analyze it, and it may take a lawyer to interpret what the terms say. There may be something in there that says that if the uh, other party breaches uh, uh, that party's uh, part of the agreement in a major way, then you have certain remedies, such as perhaps uh, uh, having the agreement nullified. So that's what I'm telling you to do. Take it to somebody who does real estate work. Okay, will do. Okay, thank you.
Thank you. Angie, you're on the air. News Radio 570 WKVN 523 with Attorney Moses. Go ahead. Hi. Um, I have a question. Um, my granddaughter just had a uh, new baby these three weeks today, and her boyfriend um, went kind of crazy. You know, he was a little bit off anyway, and as pressure came on, he went off a little bit. So my granddaughter ended up in the hospital um, with, from the, she had a high risk pregnancy. She ended up in the hospital, and while I was at the hospital with her, he was home with my daughter, the baby, and his mother, and my grandson, and he started fighting with them. He wanted the baby. So what ended up happening is he ran up the steps, and they could hear him loading bullets up there. Oh, my so gosh. He, this is terrible. So they heard him loading bullets, so they all, so that everyone but him was starting to run outside of the house. My daughter had the baby, but then his her, and my daughter didn't think anything of it. She thought, we're all just getting out of the house. The mother ran up the steps with the baby. And then stood at the doorway, and they all heard her saying, put it down, put it down, put it down. So he had a gun up there, and then we, they called the cops. The cops came. They verified that he he told them he was unloading it. They verified that he was loading the gun. And now we're all deathly afraid. Oh, gee, I wonder why. Justly so, don't you think? You know what? I feel like I have, and I'm sure it's worse for my granddaughter, post-traumatic stress syndrome. Wow. Is this, is this in Ohio or Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Well, uh, I'm just thinking out loud, and again, I don't do that type of work either. I do mainly injury work and accident work. But, but you know I, VA law. But, but I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of uh, protection from, from abuse uh, type of um, petition that may apply in this situation i'm not sure well they did some you know what they gave my grandson a protection from abuse but they didn't give it to my daughter because they said it, it like the protection from abuse has to be some sort of family relationship and that they said too that the baby needed that's a custody issue. That's not a PFA issue. But you know what? We're definitely afraid. Like, we've not been taking his phone calls. We're afraid he's going to get riled up and come over. And then we're afraid he's going to take the baby. Well, you well, have you got some problems. Uh, yeah, obviously. I, obviously. I, we went, I went to a lawyer, and I didn't speak to the lawyer. I, don't, I guess it was a paralegal, or I don't know who it was that we talked to. But he just kept on telling us, why we shouldn't get custody. Like, if you do this, you custody, this bad thing happens, and that bad thing happens, and it's like, and you, you, you're you not likely to get supervised visitation. You've lost me with so many parties involved here. You were talking <laughs> yeah. about somebody in the hospital. Was that your daughter or granddaughter? That was my in the granddaughter that why. just had the baby. She ended up in the hospital with... Um, Respiratory failure. All right. Pregnancy. Well, but the but the but her child is the one who is at home at the time that the father was acting out. Is that correct? That's correct. And who else was at home at the time? There was my daughter, her son, his son's girlfriend, and the baby's father, who was acting out. Who she walked the baby right up into a perilous place. Like, he had a gun. 
It and seems they admitted to that when it went <clears throat> to the PFA. It seems like uh, I'm advising that that everybody see a lawyer who specializes in these various things that I don't get involved in. And here you're talking about a family law or domestic relations lawyer who handles family law issues like PFAs, divorces, custody, that type of thing. Like a Mark DeVecchio of Pennsylvania. Correct, correct. And and the other thing I would say is that uh, you make sure the police understand your concerns so that they are aware and that perhaps they uh, come by occasionally, they're in the area occasionally, uh, and that they make this fellow known, that, or they make, they make him aware that the police are looking for any problems that may arise. Yeah, I, I think you that's what, what you have to do. They know that, and um, we're still waiting to see if they're going to press any charges on him. And that's right. another. And that's are saying it's up to the DA, and maybe the yeah. DA doesn't want to. All right. I that, don't know why the DA wouldn't want to press charges on him. That, that's another point too that you might explore, and I might tell you that in Pennsylvania, as I remember criminal law that I used to do long ago, if the authorities refuse to to file a criminal action, you hold can, that thought, Moses. Please hang on. We'll be right back after the headlines. News Radio 570 WQVN. We're back. News Radio 570 WQVN and Ron Verbal. All right. So 533. And uh, Attorney David Beatrice is here. Attorney Carl Moses. Uh, is here as well, and they'll be here till six with the legal show. So, in essence, w- what you would say uh, to her is, "Go me, ahead." Let me finish my thought. Uh, my thought is that if the authorities refuse to file a criminal com- complaint, uh, you, as a private citizen uh, who may have been assaulted or threatened or whatever, can file a private criminal complaint. Uh, however, the district attorney has to agree to accept it. And if he refuses, you can appeal that to the judge of Mercer County Courts. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Mercer County. I live in Beaver County. Oh, you're in what Beaver. Is, you're in Beaver. Are you in Beaver County, did you say? Yes, sir. All right, so this is in the Beaver County jurisdiction. So the same thing would apply, though, I believe. Okay. Uh, if If the DA refuses, then you theoretically can appeal it to the judge one of the judges in the Court of Common Pleas. Okay. And I think many times, many times authorities uh, are hesitant to, to file criminal charges in domestic cases, but I think if you insist, the chances are better this day and age with, with uh, all the violence that we see all around us, especially in domestic cases, I think if you insist, I think you stand a decent chance of uh, of right. having it approved. Okay. And I can get a lawyer. Oh, she definitely needs a lawyer, right? Well, theoretically, you don't to file the criminal complaint, but I think it's always best if you do get a lawyer. Yes. Okay, and she should be able to get a legal aid, or uh, or she doesn't have any income right now. Well, the Legal Aid Society uh, is hard-pressed, but they normally do handle domestic issues if, if they feel that it's something critical and something very important. Okay. So you could try 
legal services. Is there any hope with uh, going to the prosecutor on something like this, Moses? That's what I just suggested. But if the prosecutor refuses, she can appeal to the judges in the Mercer County Court of Common Pleas. And the judges can overrule the district attorney, the prosecutor. Mm -hmm. Do you imagine anyone not picking up these charges? Well, it's a question of whether you have, whether there's a valid criminal charge. Uh, For example, if he threatened somebody, then that could be considered an assault. And uh, and harassment can also be a uh, a criminal offense. Well, what about reckless endangerment? Like, you know, they heard him loading bullets. They he admitted to loading bullets to the cops. To the he admitted it to the cops, and then he admitted it at the PFA hearing. Okay, well, it's a question. His mother said that he had a gun. Like at first, she was saying nothing happened. She was telling him to put down his fist or put down his glasses, and but when they went to the PSC, she also admitted that he had a gun, but was loving a gun. All right, just the fact that he had a gun probably in and of itself is not enough. On the other hand, if he threatened, if he acted as though he was going to do something in a threatening manner, then they can put two and two together to argue circumstantial evidence of, a, of, of an right. assault. So it's a question of what the, the prosecutor or the district attorney and or the judge uh, would conclude. It's a question of uh, whether they feel there's enough evidence. If they feel there's not enough evidence, then they're not going to uh, approve right. the filing of charges. All right. I, I wish you the best of luck. I really do. What well, a mess. Well, thank you. Thank you. Sure. I mean, and, uh, yeah, of course, you're obviously worried about everybody's safety in that type of situation. I mean, sure. when it shakes down like that, 729-9977, you have a legal question. I have three lines in Youngstown open. 729-9977 will get you through to us. Uh, Attorney Beatrice and Moses are here. Anything and everything, child support, divorce, DUI, custody, estates, evictions. You've uh, been very quiet tonight, aren't I, Ron? You've been extremely quiet, David, which I enjoy because I think Moses is a fascinating man, quite frankly. With, uh, with He looks good. With his uh, yes, he does dark shirt on, and I have a striped tie like that. Right, right, and he's uh, looking pretty good. Most he of. looks dapper, as far as I'm concerned. Dapper. But uh, how yes, I look? I'd switch ties with you if you want. <laughs> if it make you feel better about yourself, you know what I mean. You look, uh, you look le- very relaxed. Can I say that? I'm very relaxed. I mean, you know, you seem like you're tranquil. You're uh, you're in this tomorrow's office. Friday. You're right. Fr- tomorrow's Friday. I know you look forward to the weekend where you can kind of get away a little bit and uh, enjoy life. Right. You yes. work very hard during the week. I do. I, I was in court a lot this week. Really? How'd it go? Federal court or local? I was in both. I was all over. I was all over. I was in. I love it when he's in federal court. <laughs> federal court's rough. I was in federal court. I was in. Um, I had a meeting with the Lorraine. The city of Lorraine's mayor for a case. Why were you in Lorraine? Uh, we have a we have a couple things brewing up there. Legally? No. Physically. Yes, legally. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's party chairman stuff or what. You know what I mean? No, it's legal stuff. Oh, so, legal stuff. Okay. So uh, we've had the city of Toledo hire us. The city of Lorraine hire us. We get a couple other people to hire us, so... You'll, you'll you'll find out about them when we're ready to sh- when we're ready. Wait to a minute! Shoot. The city of Lorraine, the city of Toledo, hiring you? Yeah, hiring your firm? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
Well, what? Give me a hint. I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to give you a hint. When, when you you'll know a lot of when we. Well, when it we sounds like it. it could be big. It is big. It is big. Brian came in town this week. I brought my top gun. Cities hiring you. Cities. That's correct. We have a couple more too. Does that have anything to do with speed cameras? Has nothing to do with speed cameras. Okay, just check it. All right, because you were you were the first to file against. I was. Yeah. You remember when I filed? <laughs> yes, I Back do. in the day. Yes, I do. And I am rooting on former guy uh, Mark Dan on that uh, case as well. I hope Mark uh, wins. I don't know. It's. I hope he does. Rose, you're on the air with the attorneys. Hello there. Hello. Yes. Um, I'm calling about a restitution payment that was part of um, a parole agreement. Okay. Uh, we were robbed about. Oh, a year and a half ago, and there were five people involved. They all went, um, they were all gathered up, they were all sentenced, um, except for the very last one, which was sentenced, um, he was sentenced about two months ago. Part of his sentence, well, his sentence was um, two years probation, provided he makes restitution. And they set up a um, restitution payment schedule for him because they knew he wasn't going to pay it all at once. Uh, The restitution was due June 1st. Uh, A check was supposed to come out to me by June 15th. Uh, June 18th, I called the prosecutor's office and said I received nothing. They uh, sent me to the clerk of courts. They, in turn, um, said they would email the parole officer, and which they did, and um, I gave them my name and number, and I was just supposed to sit tight. Well, two days went by. No one um, called me. So I called the parole officer and left a message. I still have not heard from them. My question is, what can I expect? Where? What's the time, a well, reasonable well, amount of time to is wait? Is this in Mahoning County? Yes. So whoever the judge was, I would write a letter to the judge to inform him that this person was supposed to pay you restitution and has not. His order hasn't been followed, right? His order has not been followed. How do judges like that when you don't do that, Dave? No, they... (laughs) Listen, when a judge tells you to do something, it's not like an invitation. Or a suggestion? No, it's not a suggestion. (laughs) It's an order. There's a couple of them that take particular animus towards people that don't follow their orders. Who was your judge, ma'am? Or the judge? Um... It was a man, and I'm sorry, I apologize. I cannot remember. Was it Judge Kirschbaum? No, 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 no. He took care of a few of the other people that robbed, were involved on the robbery. Uh, Was it Judge Durkin? Judge Durkin? Uh, That sounds right. Is that a man? (laughs) Yes. Yes, Judge Jack Durkin. That sounds right. You should write him a letter. You should write a certified letter to the prosecutor's office. In these situations, the squeaky wheel gets the grace. So be the squeaky wheel. Okay. And I might interject here. Uh, I had a situation years ago where I was... Was Lincoln president? uh, (laughs) Let me think. 
no, 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 don't make an H joke. But I, seriously, when somebody but, robbed the well, Pony Express years ago, what happened? <laughs> All right, I'll continue. Okay, listen. I was representing a person who had been cheated, I believe, uh, defrauded out of a lot of money, and the judge entered an order, and this is in Pennsylvania, and part of the order was for restitution. And it is a tough, tough situation. So what Dave was telling you is, I think he was in, uh, saying to you, you've got to keep the pressure on these people because uh, it is, it's difficult. So, for example, if they, find, uh, if they bring this fellow in to court, and let's say he argues that he can't afford it, he, can't, he doesn't have a job, he's, he's having trouble, uh, it is hard for a judge to be able to, let's say, imprison this person if, if he can't afford it. And so um, it, it's not an easy situation. So you've got to keep the pressure on them, and hopefully this fellow is employed, hopefully he has some money, and then the judge can really, uh, uh, I think, uh, do a good job on the fellow uh, to get some money out of him. There was a case just recently in Pittsburgh where uh, a person, uh, I just read it in the paper last week, a person was fined by the court. He didn't pay his fine. Uh, I'm sorry, Dave. Uh, uh, the, the court... The Give ju- a full the, explanation Just a minute, just a minute. The judge, called him in, <laughs> the judge called him into court and threw him in jail because he didn't pay the fine. Uh, the, it was appealed, and the appellate court said it was unconstitutional to put somebody in jail when the person cannot afford to pay the fine, for example. Like it's debtor's prisons. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Exactly. So it's not easy. That, that's my final point. Well, so keep uh, the pressure on him. When, when the uh, first warrant went out for his arrest, he skied out to Florida. They arrested him in Florida and brought him back. By the time his um, hearing, by the time he went before the judge, and I do believe it was Judge Durkin, um, he had claimed that he cleaned up his act. He, uh, you know, showed up in court well-dressed and said that he had a job and there were six people under him. He was supervising them. He made it sound as though he turned his life around. And he was even commended for turning his life around by the judge, which really upset me. Uh, Nevertheless, uh, he was given probation. The prosecutor asked for restitution, and the judge... Okay, caller. Yes. Listen to me. Listen very carefully. I'm listening. I'm going to take notes, too. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Okay. Start being squeaky. Start writing the prosecutor. Start writing the judge. Right. Just bother them. Yeah, tell They're them. Public they're... officials, start bothering them. Okay, well, I don't want to write them more than once, right? I mean, no, I don't want no, to be. No, a do you want your money or not? Pardon me? Do you want Why, your money oh, or not? All right. I, I'm, you know. Right, you're, you're a kind, decent lady. He's just saying you gotta let you got to inform him that you haven't got your restitution. And you can do that in writing. It's the best way to do that, okay? Okay, now what about the. Um, parole officer should i bother with her anymore yes they're all public officials they all work for you so call it let the parole everyone, officer know. every yes. one of them 
Okay, so, so I'll, I'll call all right. her. As again. I said, keep okay, the pre- keep the pressure, keep the pressure on. on. Yep. Right. Okay. There you go. Thank you. And so sometimes, so it's hard to get restitution if the person doesn't have money, though, right, Dave? But you still—that was the order the judge gave him. Must the judge must right. thought there's a way to get if the, the money judge, back. If the judge feels that he's able to pay something, he can put him in jail. If in fact he well, purposely, I don't know about that. Well, if he per- well, uh, if, if he lied to the judge, yeah. If he purposely withholds money mm-hmm. when that's, the judge entered an order. That's actually called lying. Okay. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. But really? if you want to parse words like Trump's uh, hero. <laughs> right, yes. Speaking of the caver in chief, how's he doing? He's doing just fine, thank you. Caved. The world is uh, the, the, the man's doing great. He's, he's just doing great. All right. I thought he couldn't fix it. Oh, wait a minute. He didn't. He did it trip. anyway. He did something that. Uh, uh, I, well, no, done. he said. No, wait a minute. He said it couldn't be fixed by executive order, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, he did. Did he say that? Yes, he did. And then did he fix it by an executive order? Uh, yes, he did. Okay, so. When he said he couldn't fix it by an executive order, would that be a truth or a lie? Three well, thousand and one lie. That's a, it's the one under over no, the three thousand. No, Ron says he's doing a wonderful job. Well, he's doing a great job. Doing a great yeah, job. He really is at lying. Right. You know, he is just like uh, I agree with that. Just like uh, the, what this uh, video I have. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this one here of him and and can watch this one of uh, the. When he was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. News Radio five seventy WDKVN seven two nine ninety nine seventy seven. I don't want to talk about Trump. I do that. Why the rest you of do time. that? You you are well, such do that a the, I do that. You're the rest such of a time. sycophant. I love the guy. Why do you love him so? Because much? I think the economy's doing well. I think the economy the is doing, doing well. well. Things are going really well in our country. No, 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 no. The economy's doing well. Yeah, and I think other things are going well. Like in our country. what else is going well? Well, the did I mention the economy's going well? The economy's going well. What else is going well? Uh, did I mention we're at full employment? We are at full employment. Did I mention that I like the fact that he's cracking down on immigration with a, with a zero tolerance policy? I so don't know if that works out so well. Well, we're criminally charging people. And we have these raids that are going on, which haven't happened for a long time. I like that, too. You like that too? Yes. Do you, do you think many Americans want to work at that meatpacking plant? No. I really don't. Okay. I'm answering your question honestly. I really don't. So, so, but, do, uh, but, but, so but, you would agree with me yeah. that these immigrants are not on welfare. Correct. And they're doing jobs that Americans don't want to do. Yes. Hmm. Yes, I would. I, I, I absolutely would agree with you on that. But you got to come here legally. We're a country of rules. I, and, I, and you I, should have a work visa if you want to come here and do that, is what I'm saying, David. Many of them do. But a lot of our produce gets picked by migrant workers. Correct. I, I, a lot of our jobs that people that Americans right they don't do don't want don't do don't want to do correct you are correct these people are more than happy correct to fill that void right Would you agree with that yeah I agree with that not one hundred percent yes I okay. do I totally agree with that All right. I, I completely agree with that and that's why I have some mixed emotions so, about so it I have mixed emotions about this mm-hmm. what I'd like to do is prevent. The incentive for people to come here. Yes. Okay. I would like there to be more work visas. You want to ask me what I disagree no, with no, Trump no, no, on? No, no, no. He's so restricted that. So these families, some of these families who are traveling 3,000 miles, mm-hmm. 
are facing either death or imprisonment in the United States. You know what they say? I'd rather be imprisoned in the United States right. than face death in my country. So yes. what we need to do is is somehow fix what's going on in Guatemala. I would agree. Ecuador and Nicaragua. Right. We need to somehow help those governments get rid of those criminal gangs that are running the country. Correct. Because if you listen to these people, they're 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 raping their daughters. And they're recruiting their sons, and they don't feel like they have. Let, let me ask you something. I agree with that. Yeah. If, if you were a father and you you had a young daughter, and I would if, leave too. You would leave too, Absolutely. right? I you know I'll be the first to say if I lived in Mexico and and I would be I'd sneak across the border because that's well where no the, the Mexicans are not the ones coming no but across. I, I Central Americans I'm just saying from my standpoint I understand why people come across the border illegally because they don't want to starve they want to work and they come and they work hard I admire that about them all I I truly do does it not remind you as I say on my broadcast of when our fathers came here or, yeah. or when our when ancestors my, when came my here. grandfather came here yes he spoke no English. Correct. He had no money. And he worked his ass off. And he worked his ass off. And was exploited, but he knew that he was free, and he knew you had a capitalistic country where if you worked hard, you could get somewhere. And I think that's what America's all about. And we're, we're, all, we're all the descendants of immigrants. Right. Unless you're a Native American Indian, no one was born here. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of us, we are a nation of immigrants. So, so to say somehow, I mean... I mean, it, I, I, I went back. I was reading a book about. I'm not like Elizabeth Warren. I'm not a Native American, but my uh, name. Okay, you got to throw that out. There. My but name anyhow. is my native name is Chief Talks a lot. Really? Yes. <laughs> I thought it was. Eat, I thought it was Chief Eats a lot. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> I so, love anyways, it. <laughs> my grandfather came here uh, from the Middle East. Mm-hmm. With nothing, thirteen right. cents in his think pocket. Think of the courage that took. Seriously, uh, when I think about it, him and my grandmother came across on separate boats. Right. She was fourteen. Right. He was seventeen. Leaving what they know to come here. It's right. amazing. And if they didn't do that, think of I what, wouldn't be here. Correct. Think of just think of, if all of you think about what you just said because it's the same story for all of us. It's the same. Think story of how for all amazing of that is. So, Somebody and, to and do that. And all of these Irish people. They were looked at as dreg right. back in the 20s, like they were vermin and Correct. infestations. Just and, like when I hear some people talk about the Guatemalans as though they're not human beings. Right. And, and, and that disturbs me. Or Same way. infesting our country. Right. You know who said that? Uh, who, who said that? Your, your, your president. Oh, Donald J. Trump. It's an invasion, he said. An invasion, yes. Yeah. But I'm all for people coming here legally, like when... I'm uh, all for people well, coming here legally. Keeping in mind when you got, what you know, your did, ancestors what I, what came I, here, they I, came what here I, what legally. What I have empathy for... Yes. What I have empathy for... Yes. ...is people that are fleeing... Death. Death. I mean, you see some of these families, and they would rather die in the journey than die at the hands of a, of a gang member. So we need to solve that problem down there. You know, Mexican immigration stopped when Mexico's economy got better. People stopped coming. Well, it's changed. Immigration's changed, right? A lot of it's from Central America. It used to be just males from Mexico. Now we got families coming. It's a big problem. It's a big problem. I mean, and, and I can't fault ICE and the Border Patrol. They got a tough job to do and to protect the borders. They do the have borders. a tough job to do, but to separate children from their families... I'm sorry. It's it's cruel. Mm -hmm. It's 
It's not. It's not. But those are the rules that they, that they had no, to deal with. No, it's not the, time. the rules. Well, Ron. here's the reason why, David. Because it's not the rules. Wait a minute. Ron. President Trump was charging them. They haven't been charged in the past. It was catch and release, basically. No, but it was a catch and release. He's charging under them. the Flores decision. They were able to hold him twenty days. Children, you can hold twenty days, and the no parents, longer. and then they would release them. Right. Okay. And many of them would That's go into the country. law. So many of them would go into the Congress country. needs to either change the law. Okay, or we need to change our system, or we need to figure out a way to maybe not have MS-13 and this other gangs ruling these country. By the way, MS-13 did not start in Guatemala. Really? It started in Los Angeles. I didn't know that. Yes, and it went to Guatemala. And now it's coming back here from it. I mean, again. No, no, no. It started here. MS-13's gangs started in america but we have people coming here from el salvador that are causing big problems in a lot of parts of our country with absolutely the, with this gang scene. anyone that comes in but 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 for for the large part you know that raid on that salem plant just those people, people were doing jobs they were working jobs that americans didn't want to work and working i've hard. heard stories after stories that americans would go there and work two three four hours and, and leave. leave right Right, and these people would stay. They were happy to have the job. Yep, just like our forefathers would have been. Exactly. Right. How did we lose that in America, do you think? (sighs) I mean, you know, as a lawyer, as a... As a son of an immigrant, how did we lose that? How did we become human, did, human nature? After World War II, everything was rosy and no, pe- people yeah, got I lazy. So. People I, got lazy. No, I, I think that the income disparity. I think I think as the rich got richer, and the poor got poorer, and the middle class evaporated, um, it becomes very easy for people to blame someone else for their maladies. And until we figure out a way to strengthen the middle class and strengthen law, I mean, the disparage, the, the, the disparity between what a CEO makes for a major corporation and what a line worker makes, it's grotesque. Mm-hmm. From how it used to be. From how it used to be. I agree with that analysis. I agree with that analysis, but I also add that there are so many disinterested people citizenry in this country there's got to be something to get them interested in government and and pay attention again and 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 my you know what let me finish my solution is there be there be a requirement that every person be able every person has to serve at least two years of government service of some sort well here here's what sickens me when when we just had city elections in in 2017 okay and when I see 25% of the people vote. Yeah, it's what I'm a, talking about. You know, about. when I have a son in the service. Yeah, it's very sad, isn't when it? I, when I have a son who volunteered to defend us. And 75% of people don't vote, yeah. And 75% I, of the people don't vote. It's like they're spitting on my son. Right. My son who's away from me, who's sacrificing to defend us, as all other military members are, and the, and the thousands of people. The hundreds of thousands of people to that, yeah. who've died, right, and, and who've and we take lost it for limbs, and we take it for granted. It's grotesque. Thank you, David. Thank All you, right. Moses. Leave the show Thursday at five.